Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a podcast where we pin meandering conversations to big ideas. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I just made that up. Um, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And what are we talking about this week? Today, we have decided to tackle trust. Trust. In the wake of last week's conversation about truth, we sort of realised, I realised in the week, that we hadn't even touched the subject of lying or dishonesty. Um, but I thought, like, maybe we hang it on this trust banner because, you know, I have some big thoughts about it. I think uh, trust is the fifth law of physics. Wow. Mm. The fifth law of physics. That's that stoned idea I came up with a few years back. (laughs) Trust is important in a work context. There's something around earning trust. There's something Uh, about giving trust until it is proven to be wrong. There's the feeling you get when you trusted somebody or something and then find yourself to have been mistaken. Betrayal. Betrayal. Mm. Is that what it is? Trust is a decision, ultimately, based uh, yeah. considering that, um, you know, we, we can't ever know the inside of someone else's mind. And, you know, just the, the, the nature of lying and the fact that people and how people can sort of construct a reality by just saying stuff. Shall we go yeah, for lot, it? There's actually lots in this. Yeah, I think, there's a, I think it's a deep subject. OK, let's go. Trusty McTrustington. Trusty, <laughs> Trusty McTrustington. Like it. What, yes. what do we think about? What do we think about? Like, okay, so we could come in, like, leading in from last week, I think, um, yes. where we were talking about truth. And then I was thinking about this weird post truth concept. And that's is that is there such a thing or is it just you lie about stuff and there appear to be no consequences? So you, Trump is, Trump's constructed reality gets more and more. Like, the more he says, the more kind of convoluted this constructed reality comes. And it is, there's lots of lying, isn't it? But like, I never think of someone as lying to me. And I'm not someone that's really into lying because it's too much work. It's like too much to remember. And I can't, I can't remember what I said to people. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, not, something not being true isn't necessarily a lie, so there is a difference. No, but when you're deliberate, deliberately Deliberate. saying something untrue is something different to knowing, you know, the knowability of truth. And, and you know, it's like if you, you can believe something that's not true, but if you if you know you're lying, then it's definitely not true. But yeah, there's the sort of human element to that that I think we, you know, we just didn't unpack at all, did we? No, we didn't. We didn't talk about lying at all. We didn't talk about sort of lying but by omission as well. It's like simply not telling people about a thing. Um, for me, on the subject of truth, trust and lying, I operate in a world where I genuinely believe that most people are approaching life with the best of intentions mm. until I become disappointed <laughs> <laughs> or they prove otherwise. I think um, I find it quite annoying when people lie to me because I have quite a good memory don't lie to me because I remember what you told me last time and I remember so I, I I don't think I I don't think I particularly lie I might admit to say something especially 
because there's this also this thing of over accuracy mm-hmm. which sounds a bit fun it sounds a bit like well you know there's the truth and there's a bit of the truth and not too much truth but if you if you're telling a good story you don't really need all the tr- all the details yeah, and sometimes true, yeah. you know skipping a few steps makes it funnier or makes it more illustrative and the reality is if we want to deep delve into the you know like last time we talked about the fact that we can never truly know that anything is true well we can't really know that any of our memories are true yeah <laughs> so <and> you know <laughs> there's a, there's a whole thing about how we remember things and how in the telling we can almost sort of manufacture memories. So there's more and more science that proves that sort of this idea of an eyewitness is actually rubbish. Yeah, wrong. You know, it's totally wrong because a lot of people might might be not telling the truth but not deliberately lying. Yeah, or they might, you know, that you can believe what you're saying... Um even though you're yeah completely you're lying make it it's not actually true or didn't actually happen yeah because of the way memory works and we're wind zipping things in our brains in order to yeah. uh, you know be able to get get back to them so stories are wind zip for the brain <laughs> it's probably like a reference that That's loads of people won't get such, anymore isn't it such an old reference yeah there's also this thing i've just written down blagging blagging <laughs> and, and you know there's a thing like when you're presenting to a big audience or when you're doing something and you're very nervous you are basically you know you put on a persona which could be you know could be deemed as lying pretending Mm. not to be nervous is lying about the fact that you're nervous or is it or you know when you apply for a new job it I'd argue certainly if you're sort of on that career laddery job application front which I'm not on at the moment Mm -hmm. I'm just doing jobs I enjoy but if you're going for 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 promotions and upgrades to your job you know if you're not punching slightly higher than you feel you're necessarily capable of Mm -hmm. then what is the point so you know are you lying about what you're able to do are you exaggerating you know what do you know yeah there is you, yeah, you sort of have to say, yes, I know how to make it that. And then just assume that you sort of got to have some faith and trust in yourself, haven't you? Uh, yeah. That you'll figure it out. And then that if you if you sort of have to trust yourself before other people can trust you, I think. And then part of that is, you know, if you can, I trust myself that I can do something that I feel a bit nervous about now. Therefore, and you know, I'm just going to kind of like project that. Is that lying or is it is it making a promise? On the subject of making a promise, though, with my child, I deliberately never say I I I only say I promise to something I know I can do. Mm, yeah. So that there's a because I'm sort of trying to get her because there's an interest. You know, uh, small children trust you. Mm. You know, that's just like she will launch herself. Up, yeah, she still does. She'll launch herself off something without going, Mummy, are you ready to catch me? She's just like, boo. You're like, oh, you know, you mustn't do that. I might not have noticed. Mm. Um, but, you know, there's this absolute trust that everything you do is going to be, um, you know, that you're going to protect them. No, and then that's because making nothing... me feel really, 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 really sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> As someone who was betrayed at that age and, you know. Anyway, but go on. Sorry, I, I just, I... I don't know whether that was kind to uh, inject that in but I'm just like yeah it's an insight 
child childish trust is yeah it's just you 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 come in i guess just assuming the best don't you and i think that's a good way to be but no, but, yeah. and then, but then the sort of like extension of that though is that then as a grown up when you when i <laughs> going back to therapy mm. when i am betrayed by people who i trust or situations i trust then i feel childish and naive and stupid mm. for not be more savvy. I feel angry AF. I, I go <laughs> flipping ballistic. Like, yeah, like I will. I, no. Like you said at the beginning, you said you, you can't truly ever know what's going on in somebody else's head. Mm. So it is a decision. It's like I choose to trust you. There's no, there's no other. And you can, you can, the people around, the, both in a personal and in a work scenario, people can be building up trust points, you know, mm. by delivering on their promises, doing what they said they would do, turning up to work on time, whatever. But, you never really know when when trust isn't necessarily an option when you don't have a chance to get to know someone well that's why you need contracts and like money as well um yeah. so in a sort of barter society you do something for someone they do something for you and you kind of just remember but when you're not going to see that person ever again or when you know you, you kind of formalize that trust relationship in you know, money in an everyday way and then in contracts for, you know, you with a company or you with, you know, someone that's more, has a different level of power to you, I suppose, as well. The difference between a contract and a trust relationship is that the contract has to try and think of every single possible way that the contract is, here's a list of things that you, here's a list of the boundaries of this agreement that if you just could think of something that was still within those boundaries but actually betrayed the spirit of the trust, you would prob might not feel bad about doing that. Whereas if someone just says, look, I'm trusting you to do the right thing, I'm not going to give you a list of what you can and can't do, I just trust your judgment, um, that's, that's a very different thing. And I, I, I you know, I kind of wish the world could run a bit more on that because it's like I said before, like whereas law kind of encourages people to kind of push into the boundaries and try and find yeah. exploitations, trust means that you it's all more about being towards that centre and, and being a good, doing the right thing and finding ways to do the right thing rather than finding ways to do the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, I, but I, and I think with the with the contracts thing, you know... It doesn't. It's no guarantee of anything. No. It's just, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's a kind of a, a more open uh, list of maybe it's a better definition of what you consider to be the right thing. So, you know, it's like oh, I, the, the thing it makes me think of in the in the personal relationship sphere is getting married. Yeah. I was always like, well, getting married, what a load of nonsense. Who needs hmm. a piece of paper? La, 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 la. But actually, I really enjoyed getting married I thought it was a really special moment it wasn't you know it was a very short ceremony in the local registry office with a few family members present and a, How? a couple of friends literally but standing up in front of people you love going I promise that I'm going to do everything I can to try really really hard to stay with you forever mm. is actually felt quite mm, 
it it felt I I it felt important to do that mm. and it felt uh and I, I was surprised at how much I felt that it was important and how much it, it was a nice thing to do. It mm. was uh doing What is the what does a the marriage contract look like is there much to it or is it all more about the vows is it like (laughs) is it more about the fact that you've stood up in front of a load of people and set what the your promises to each other is that's got more weight than like you you don't have like you don't sort of argue over the points in the contract they're sort of like independent things or is it quite just like it's like a really bare bones like marriage you are married now like well i think it's you you you, the we went for the simplest ceremony uh in a you know simplest secular ceremony so it's like sickness and in health um no cheating (laughs) basically um and uh that's you know you sign your marriage certificate but you're not really signing a contract you have to go and see the registrar ahead of time and promise you're not lying about anything right but um it's very straightforward but i think it's the standing up and promising yeah. in front of witnesses <laughs> well i like that because that's you know that's a lot more it's, it's much more human and it's much more yeah. kind of timeless than you know a sort of paper contract and i like and i guess you know those are the things that feel more powerful aren't they the things that really you know you've got all your... yeah i think it, i think it is and it's like and in a um but weirdly go jumping completely the opposite end mm. i was talking to somebody because i do a lot of digital transformation projects okay a very popular set of words but you know going in places with old tech and trying to upgrade them a bit you know a lot of it is just really boring grunt work going in saying you're going to do a thing doing Mm. the thing shipping the thing you know making new software that works better and then you know there's a bit of highfalutin strategic thinking but there is a lot of trust earning right yeah and the only way in that context when you're going into an organization and going right we're going to put in this new system people more people are going to do stuff online we're not going to need as many people answering the phone going around to people's houses talking human to human we're basically replacing you um or at least shifting your work away from what used to be you know re-keying forms into actually spending more time talking to humans so yes your job's going to change it might disappear by the way trust us mm-hmm. <laughs> everything's going to be all right and we are going to be able to build a system that that you know delivers the same but probably better service for the people using it than what you're already doing and people mm-hmm. argue you know they get very they and and weirdly the closer you get to delivering the more crazy people become and do mm-hmm. weird shit but it's like but the only way you get to do it is by doing small things really well. Right. And the one that you're going to go, go, yeah, look, we made this website better. You know, we made this form better. We got rid of these five questions because we don't need them. And there's no other way. It's just slog. Yeah. So you do like, you know, working on projects like, I don't know, road tax renewing your road car road tax online, stuff like that. Those are really nice, efficient online forms but there's a lot of change work behind that. Mm. Not that I was involved in that particular project, but it's like, you've got to have that, ooh, rah, 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 we're going to make something amazing and then just keep delivering on promises. Well, in our own in our own friendship, you accusing me once of being flaky because I because <laughs> I miss you know I kept arranging to see you and then two or three times I move it in fact just really flaky. And now one of my big things with you and with our friendship is if I tell you I'm going to 
to <laughs> meet you or turn up to a thing that I make. I really, I, it, it has to be really dire for me to not do it because <laughs> I, I don't want to be your flaky friends. Making this podcast possible, certainly. Yeah, that's that's um, what it is. <laughs> There's that sort of sad thing when you realise that you can trust someone to be flaky. But it yeah. just means that when, like, if they're talking to you, they, not you, yeah. um, if they're telling you something that they want to do something, you're just kind of going, well, yeah. this is a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's hard but, to be, you know, stay friends with someone. But that, that you... ties back into truth and also how much effort you want to invest it's a ser terribly formal word but how much effort do you no, want to invest true. in the relationship like you mm. bothered to tell me that i pissed you off <laughs> which made me I, and in that moment i could either go well fuck it i don't care or mm. i gonna actually i don't want to upset michael because i like michael and he's my yeah. friend so therefore i'm going to try and be better but you know if it had been somebody else that i cared about less i might have just been offended and stormed off into the distance you know the subject of my brother Tell, talking to me about my weight <laughs> it's like uh, some people are allowed to give you feedback feedback that's making solve. me feel a little emotional Ivanka that you would uh, change your behaviour on my account oh well, <laughs> well you I've know. got a little <laughs> 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 The other way of sort of getting trust quickly is you can lend it. You can you can vouch for someone or be vouched for. So Ooh. that's something you always get. That's something I always prefer with a job now. Like if someone just can vouch for me, then I don't have to do all that trust earning work, which is hard work. Like it's a lot of, um, I, you know, just and it's kind of fun going like, look what I did. I delivered this enormous thing. Now I want this amount of trust. Now you're just going to let me do what i'm doing like so you know going to hong kong for three weeks banging out all this stuff like everything they thought of i was like oh, i think i can put that in um or at least try and then that meant for the next like three months i was working from home and just able to kind of keep my own schedule and still deliver because you know i can deliver this stuff but you know just uh, but it's, it's hard work that kind of initial as we said you know it's, it's, you kind of have to put 10 a lot more effort in initially but if someone's and that was actually with a recommendation as well so i don't know maybe i'm just insecure but the but i think even if the trust was lent to get you in the door you still have to justify well, now you, I guess you owe this other person as well. Yeah. So you know, either way, maybe there's more pressure. You don't want to let know. anybody down. Yeah, it's like because uh, a lot of the I find it. I had to fill in a form the other day. I'm going to potentially be doing some government contracts, and they need, and it's all of it. It's like two days here, three days there, one day there, and the amount of form filling in I've had to do is just just to get you know prove that I am who I say I am and and the people I'm actually got getting the work through have known I've worked with me since about <sighs> 2003 so five six years like, so I was like oh my god this is must, what it must be like <laughs> if you have to apply for jobs all the time or can't, like, oh, reapply for your own job. job it's like you work with me why you know there's why something I, I oh yeah that's a redundancy scenario yeah <sighs> awful it's like it's 
I get... Like, why can't you just run everything on trust? Let's, I mean, maybe we can well, kind of unpick that. I mean, that. This like, is... it's obviously there for a reason, but it's... This has reminded me very much of a co- the conversation I was having last week with that friend, the friend I met for breakfast before I came to see you to record the podcast. Mm. And we were talking about um, he's in a fortunate position in life where he's actually being called in as an expert to, to uh, inform some of the Brexit negotiations. Mm. And so we had this interesting conversation about the fact that basically at the moment we're kind of trading immigration for trade <laughs> or mm. sorry immigration control for trade so there's this there is a core population of the united kingdom that wants to see immigration controlled whatever it is necessarily they think that means and really truthfully the only way to control immigration is to issue us all with id cards or we'll all have to go and report to the, our local police station because, you know, one of the glorious things about living in the United Kingdom has always been that instead of having 55 rubber stamps, you sign your name and you are who you say you are because, you know, that's what there is. There has been this operation, this sort of operating value of trust. Now, in all these other countries where foreign people live, there are everyone has ID identity cards and mm. they have to prove who they say they are all the time. And, you know, it's that sort of how I would far rather, you know, really, if we all, the expense, the inconvenience, all of this of having to prove who you are all the time everywhere is actually just to control what, I don't know what the percentage of illegal immigrants is in this country, but I'd imagine it's reasonably low. Um, I, you, know, I, you have to get here for starters, yeah. and we're surrounded by sea. I, I actually kind of like the idea of an identity card just because I think there's a lot of confusion, and it just kind of like puts you on edge and puts me on edge in a lot of situations. But also, I saw that you know in the housing department, in my experience of you know working in the government it seemed like identity was a huge problem and like yeah. they were just always fighting with this fact that there was no unified identity across the different systems no. or offices so that it just meant yeah, and yeah. people were you know and people will and I know people that do exploit every single loophole and thing that they can in order to just kind of get on the housing ladder and get, do these things but you don't want to be treating people like they're lying Criminals. to you all the time but then you no. sort of have to after a certain point but then you've got no yeah, I, I, I'd kind of prefer to see at least some sort of, I, I think, like an ID card with a number, like, you know. the Yeah, but, uh, but uh, and a lot of the problem we've got with systems at the moment, it, things like, you know, new universal credit and stuff, is people need an address in order to apply for benefits. It's like, uh, and every, oh, I yeah, had this okay, whole, yeah. um, you know, an address is a very difficult thing. I had this, I tweeted, I don't know, six weeks ago or something, um that uh, a a link to a particular a street link thing where you can report a rough sleeper if you're worried about them Mm. and in my because it was very cold and I was tweeting and I used the phrase rough sleeper and then somebody mansplained at me Mm. (laughs) that uh, that, uh, he said surely you mean homeless and I was like no actually I mean rough sleeper and he went, no, by using the phrase rough sleeper, you're diminishing, da, da, da. they haven't got a home. I'm like, there are a lot of people in this country that are homeless but have a roof, but they're just in a temporary, you know, in temporary accommodation yeah. that has no longevity, la, la, all this other stuff. And it's like, but for if you are, there are, you know, if you are homeless, rough sleeping or not, it, at the moment, everything to do with proving who you are is attached to a physical address. Right. And yeah, actually, mm. the nice thing about having an ID card would be that 
it would be more about your number, less yeah. about where you live. No, it's true. You want. I, I mean, I, I, I personally, uh, I, I think you could solve a lot if you just gave everyone a number and that was how you accessed the benefits of the yeah, state. Yeah. And I think like, but yeah, I don't know. So, um, but that, but that is a trust. That yeah, is it's a trust, trust and it's a like exactly. It's it's all about trust, you know. Uh, in the absence of of ID cards, we've got now this UK Verified project, which is this whole. If you've logged into anything online, you can, you know, that's governmental to prove who you are. You can log into a third party like the post office or Experian, and then they ask you a bunch of questions, and so sort of the the owning of your identity has been devolved, given to some other enterprise. It's like an open ID thing. Or... Yeah, but not really. It's not open. I don't think it's open right. standards. But anyway, it doesn't. I mean, it's just proving who you are is really tricky. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it really is, especially online. And like, I mean, it, at least if it's there, should be enough. Of, it should be difficult enough that even if you can change your identity, that's going to be you got to kind of commit to it. And then I think that's okay as long as you can't have six different identities on the boil at any one time. I think that's, that's something to. Uh, uh, be yeah. careful of. Oh, I, I guess like facial recognition technology is pretty would. It's pretty mature now, isn't it? Like you could probably. I yeah, I can't. Though. I can't get into Nick's phone. Fame. <laughs> <laughs> not even with a photo. Not even with the the bust of his head you've had commissioned. <laughs> Apparently, there's a thing where uh, you have to have your eyes open because oh, this is the story of how girls have been, and this is. This way round is the way I've heard the stories. Like women have been like holding the phone up to their sleeping boyfriend's face yeah. to try and get into their phone. I don't know if that's a real story. No, it's true. I mean, well, I mean, but that's but, you know, it's one of the things Apple. I mean, obviously, if someone's, you could just unlock anyone's phone if they're just like napping. So they've got to make sure true. that that's not possible. Or dead. Or dead. Um, well, dead <laughs> probably is useful for that. But you can open their eyes then. Just pop their eyes open, scan, get in. Reset the passwords. Well, yeah, so what I have to do is pick up his phone, pull a face, then it gives me the pin option, then I get in. Because yeah. obviously I know. <laughs> Why do you know your husband? I, I, like, my I phone is my, you know, sacred. No, there's no, nothing no. I'm particularly hiding, but like, I just, I, yeah. Right. But it's, it's uh, no, I got to know all the, all the pins, <laughs> all the logins. I mean, it's reciprocal. Maybe we'll get there one too. day. Maybe we'll get there one day. have a um i think i don't know if this is a common thing but sometimes i worry that i have a poisonous habit of testing trust if someone seems to trust me then i'll kind of be looking for the boundaries of what how much they'll trust me this is more been in like personal relationships i think if you sort of don't necessarily feel like you're a good person and then someone seems to think you're a good person you might or you your kind of ideas of what makes you a good person I think I have a habit of wanting to test the kind of edge cases. Is that well, is that sociopathic? Is that? A... <laughs> I think that might be more to do with betrayal than it is to do with socio sociopathy. I, when you said testing trust, I thought you were going to say testing how much you can trust another person. No, no, no. I mean testing the how their around. trust in me. No, I don't do that. I don't think. I think. I... I think day to day that means like once I relax with people, like work as well, I'll kind of slip into a 
like the family mode, which is kind of like quite negative, mostly like quite um, because I sort of feel, once I feel like I've earned the trust, then now I can just relax and be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think you do like to test people sometimes, but you know, <laughs> but, you know there's payoffs. I think it's, I mean, there must be some reason for it. I don't know what, though. Like, I think just, why not just, why not? Again, it's kind of like when we were talking about contracts, I'm saying, like, people test. It's better if you can be in the middle. I don't know why I can't be in the middle with trust as well. Like, I'm kind of testing the contractual boundaries as well sometimes. And that's not, yeah, I don't know. It's because I think it's, I I kind of want to, like, I I guess I am fixated on complexity a lot of the time and I'm interested in it. So I want to, I kind of want to check that, the kind of little narrow winding moral gray areas that we can you know understand each other on as well i don't know but i I think this is just about relationship building and it's the same in teams it's the same in personal relationships it's the same between organizations it's for the and there is there there are actually academic papers and research around this is the sort of testing a relationship is a valid way of making it better right you know it's like it's like they have these theories about teams storming norming dorming whatever the words are but they but you know there's kind of like a good team goes through being able to shout at each other and having a row or <laughs> you know having a disagreement with a friend actually you- makes you yeah, doesn't necessarily have to be shouting at each other like you and I have been known to do <laughs> no, in the past. <laughs> you know, not everyone needs to be that quite that explosive, but a little bit of, oh, I'm sorry, I think I might have let you down, or you've let me down, or I don't agree, or whatever. Maybe I'm looking if- for that. Maybe that's why I, I kind of want to have that row because then I know that I'm I feel safer. You know, like if 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 it's never been tested, then you don't really know if they're still gonna be there for you if you do kind of make a fuck up i i think if there's no test i don't understand how the relationship can progress yeah me neither me neither I think, you know if I you know, if you fine. think about like you know nick and i really early on did that trek to mount everest base mm-hmm. camp Madness. like we'd we'd known each other less than three months yeah that was a massive test I did. I did that test, and it failed. And that was—it <laughs> wasn't a climbing a mountain, but it was being somewhere, you know, for three weeks with someone in another country who we'd been together for like you know two or three months. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when it uh, that failed the test pretty yeah. badly and left me pretty like broken for a oh, while. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, you do have to push the boundaries. You do have to yeah. test, but they don't. Ne- it doesn't necessarily have to be destructive. I think is the. Yeah, I, I mean, how can you how can you test the boundaries without are there? I mean, what how can you do it without it being a sort of like slightly painful? I mean, I, I know think... I guess yours went well, your trek went well. It was hard, but that didn't mean it had to be bad. I guess. But that's, it, that's point, even right? like you know, if you think about when we oh, we're going to use canonical when we did that first some hands presentation. And you made the video yeah. and Otto, Marcus, Alejandro and me stayed up till four o'clock in the morning doing the present the slides, mm-hmm. making sure they were, you know, like that we were all testing and trusting each other that we were going to put all the bits together. And ultimately, everyone put their trust in me to stand up and pull it off. Yeah. But 
we all we set a we set a bar quite high mm. and then we all had to yeah. chip in. We yeah, all had of. to contribute. And if any one of us hadn't, we wouldn't have pulled it off. Mm. Yeah, we, know, got, so... we got away with that one, didn't we? That was good. You just reminded me of a story of... Uh, I used to live with this um, drug dealer. Well, actually two drug dealers uh, back in Brixton. And uh, I remember one of them telling me a story about how he'd like met with his supplier to, get, to buy his drugs. And they just... Um, they just did it completely kind of trustfully. And he would just went like, here's the money, here's the thing. Cool. And he said, yeah, they were both like, yeah, that's the way to do it. Like if you just kind of choose to trust the other person and just do do the deal and just kind of get it done, it's brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, like trust is, to trust someone is... You know, it's a decision. Sometimes, I mean, the sort of some ha- the hand the that sort of presentation. There was there was it was probably fifty percent setting our own bar high, fifty percent necessity. Yeah. Um, but in some situations, you know, like you you have you always have a choice whether to trust the other person or how much to trust them. And and if you're in if you're if you 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 can give someone an opportunity to live up to something, can't you? So you can say, right, I'm going to trust you. With yeah, this yeah, much, yeah. with I'm going to put you, give you kind of more than you might yeah. expect, and then we'll kind of get to that a closer relationship quicker. Why is blagging okay? <laughs> I'm not a blagger because I do feel it's. I don't know. There's, I, but maybe I should be more blaggy or just like allow myself to embrace that idea. But I just, I just want to be, you know, as honest as possible. But, but I think that's partly because, because when I was talking about, you know, you've got to, you talked about, you've got to trust yourself first. Yeah. Then you got people who trust themselves a little bit too much. Yes. Well, <laughs> like, you know, ah, oh, cocky, arrogant. Uh, you know that kind of thing, and which is actually a very negative. Yeah, when someone yeah, will just yeah. say anything, and then like you get you you know them for a little bit, you're like, okay, I basically can't believe anything you say. But <laughs> yeah, are you yeah. just lying to me, or do you actually believe this? But either way, like you're either painfully not self-aware, or yeah. you're just lying to me. Or you think I'm a fucking idiot, which is my, that's what always gets me. I'm like, you must, you either, if I give you the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to say that you're not aware that you're doing this. Or you actually think I'm stupid enough to believe this shit. (laughs) That's my thing. I'm like, either way, it's not reflecting well on our relationship. God, who who did that to me? Because that happens in a work context to me every so often. People say things to me. I'm like, really? Do you really think... Is that you know? Did I tell you that story about when I did I tell it on the podcast? This guy that was working for me that was pretending to be on the phone. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Like <laughs> lying to my face. I don't know what episode that was in. I have to talk this to you. Guy just Go like he didn't phone. want to talk to me. He was just literally pretending to be on the. I could hear the <laughs> dial tone. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Oh dear. Um, um. So shall I tell you about my fifth law of physics theory? Let's Please do. do tell me about your fifth law of physics theory. Yeah, no, I, I sort of started this as a graphic novel as well, but I haven't really managed to finish it. But I have got a website of Michael's unfinished projects that you can sort of see how far I got up to. Um, 
It was called the fifth theory. Um, and this is what I was going to kind of get to in the end. But so physics, if you have studied it, you will know that there are four fundamental, four main forces in the universe that we talk about. The um, electromagnetic force, which is basically how most stuff works. Um, gravitational force and then getting uh, the weak nuclear and the strong nuclear force are the other two which kind of explain atoms and things um and i had this sort of like revelation of the other thing that makes things happen is trust because that's that that's a force that allows people to cooperate and do things together that if it didn't exist we would just be nothing like the human race just wouldn't work you have to trust someone in order to be able to do things and i think that was this this was a conclusion i reached i think it was big to me because i went through a lot of life not trusting anyone on anything like there wasn't enough anyone could do to kind of make me trust them like my my kind of scale was kind of fucked up so i realized at that point that like i have to choose to trust someone there is no level of proof that's going to get me there so that was that was a kind of big thing i was like yeah and then you can actually like live and then the world works and then you can build civilizations and then you can create amazing technologies but you can only do that if you have this force of trust between people i've actually like since having that theory i've heard this described more as shared belief by people sharing beliefs, you can achieve amazing things. Like money is a belief that, you know, if I give you this money, then you'll get it. You know, you'll it will be returned. But that you could just, that's something everyone's chosen to believe. And it's not a, f a fact of the universe in any way. It's not a law of physics in any way. Um, but yeah, like if, if, if physics creates conscious communicating entities, ultimately, for interesting reasons as well. Have you heard this thing about why the purpose of life? There's a really good uh, Minute Physics video on this. No. The purpose of life is to find innovative ways of increasing the entropy of the universe. The universe is going towards entropy. Um, the basics, things can explode and kind of distribute. And then you get all this energy locked in, say, like coal and underground and in special hard to reach places. So that's why life has evolved in order to extract the energy from those hard to reach places. And, and then it comes. So it's almost like the purpose of human life is to mine all the fossil fuels to <laughs> exhaustion. <laughs> so that and then there's nothing left and then then you humans retire from the planet oh. because all the energy is being released well the heat death of the universe we all die everything dies yeah. and it's just a kind of gray even cold it's like a dial tone brilliant yeah sorry that got that's jolly like bigger but no but that doesn't mean that's that's like in terms of physics probably yeah. a good explanation for why animals and life exist but it doesn't mean we have to just give up on everything like well we we are smart enough to realize that you know we can do better than just strip everything and die out immediately like we'll keep it going a bit longer with innovations or while we're doing it just con contemplate the uh, meaning of life on podcasts <laughs>
we can't function without trust. No, we get nowhere. We just and it, and it, I think, you know, we've we've trust is now coming up in the context as well of things like this whole whole Facebook Cambridge Analytica fiasco and everything. It's like, yeah. why should we have to go through life? watching out for people stealing stuff that really you know a i think part of it is that things that didn't previously have value now have value Mm. so you used to walk around on you know in the air in the world talking to your friends and there was no record of it other than maybe somebody gossiping about you but now that it's recorded it suddenly has value it's something that can be captured and sold. People can only betray your trust on things that are of value to you. They can steal okay. things from you. They can, you know, if I don't, if I don't care, the reason you calling me flaky upset me is that I don't consider flakiness to be one of my core values. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like you're taking away something I consider myself to be a trustworthy person. So if you tell me I'm flaky, I'm like, oh, now you're, you know, it's upset me because it's making me question who I am. Or, you know, which is not, which is a bad example to use in the context of betrayal, because that's not what it was at all. But it's like, oh, but in a way, I'm betraying your trust by being flaky. Um, and so, you know, people can only betray your trust on something you care about. You know, like yeah. I've got friends that are trustworthily late all the time. Yeah. And then you just tell them. And it, it, I happen to be one of those people that I don't really care. I just tell them to be somewhere an hour earlier than I really <laughs> need them. And that's fine. That's my auto. That's my correction. Well, it's when um, they're unpredictable. Like I have a, I have like a, a late friend, but he can either be three hours late or like an hour early. Like he'll be like, right, I'm going to be really good. He'll get there like an hour early. And I'm like, this is just as bad. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're trying, but I am still in my pajamas, you know. (laughs) I mean, it's just the basis of any brand building, isn't it? And there's a predictability. Predictability. Well, I, I think trust is being able to predict. I think that is an important part of it. It's like... Yeah. It what? really is. You know, it's like, if I could, it's kind of what it, you know. It's, it's what it is, isn't it? What it's it predict- is. It's, it's like, making things predictable that yeah. are implicitly very difficult to predict. And, yeah. And even if that, tr- if even if the trust or the predict- prediction is, if I ask you for help, you will help me. Um, you know, and you, I've never yeah. had to ask you before, but I trust that you will. That's mm. still, it's still down to predictability. And then if you can predict, you can build things. Like if yeah. you can't make any predictions, then you can't put anything together. Like, I mean, it's all, it's all sort of, it's all kind of fictions we have in our brains, isn't it? It's all just, we model the world and we model other people. And we, we hope we're disappointed when trust is betrayed or we miscalculate it because it means that our whole kind of constructed reality has now got a flaw that needs to be reconciled and in the same way that lying is just people willfully constructing alternative realities in order to you know manipulate you or kind of get away with things um it's which i mean i mean fine if you want to do this but it seems like a lot of hard work it's making me think like and there's nothing worse than watching someone lie breaking bad is horrible to watch those scenes where you know that Walter White is lying in great detail. That's not good television to me, like 15 minutes of watching someone lie. 
it's just like stop when's this gonna stop there's something so horrible about that feeling but I think the most lying I ever did was me and my brother lying to my parents about stuff when we were littler (laughs) like where's my pen I don't know. <laughs> Do you know where mummy's pen is? Oh, I don't know where it is. It's like the fact that we broke it and hid it. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I think my moral standards with my siblings are very different to my moral standards with other people. It's quite difficult to talk about lying without really exposing your vulnerability yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast yeah no well we don't we and don't, it's like you know. you know that that's i think that's for me the we can trust the... each other but i don't know if we trust the internet no <laughs> exactly <laughs> i think as well sometimes fessing up is done to make you feel better and actually if you fuck yeah. something up sometimes you've just got to live with it yeah. you know it's yours you're you fucked up you deal with it don't yeah. you know explaining your fuck up to other people is just sh- making them feel yeah. bad now and they didn't do anything they just you know so i, I, yeah. I i'm a bit no, I, I get know. it and like making your problem someone sometimes you're just making your problem someone else's problem and actually i just find that with people that aren't trustworthy as well they want to make a lot of their problems your problem yeah. Um, so that's I don't know that I don't know if that actually is a spectrum or if I'm just completely just hearing words and making random <laughs> connections, but it just did make me did make me think about that. But some, I thought I just had like the thing with the internet and trusting the internet trusting is what internet. I've learned is about the internet is you can tr- you can trust it to do anything that it can do anything that can be done someone will be doing it and so to the point of like i used to think oh well no one's ever going to do that and now i'm like no it's possible someone's going to do it it's where you get these spam emails with no links in them like bits of poetry someone's just doing it because they can do it for, and you you just go like why would anybody ever do this yeah, and yeah. just the internet just because no it's just possible so some yeah, yeah, twat's yeah. gonna do it for no who knows why so you just have to just sort of assume that anything you can think of someone's you know up to it yeah yeah definitely. so that's why probably putting a podcast out saying too much is a very bad idea yeah <laughs> but that's probably why people are grateful when you are quite you know sort of open as well yeah because so, I, I don't mind being i don't mind my sister always says you're just so public with stuff that i would never say in public and i don't give a shit really about a lot of this stuff so i don't think anyone well, can hurt me with it anymore so i was think i have been thinking about this this week because we've started to get feedback yeah and i think on the subject of you know if 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 we go with the narrative that we came up with this idea of doing this podcast at meaning conference last yeah. year and we did it off the back of wanting to do something positive in the world yeah if we're to engage any sort of meaningful conversation with anybody we've got to start by being honest right and i think you know or open at least in order to be trustworthy as sources of people to talk to people to raise things with like you know Stuart sentence is now going to get mentioned every week Stuart <laughs> sends an email going you know this is not how you change people's minds it's like yeah okay that's not how we change people's minds but we need to have a conversation we need to start by being honest about what we think and what we what our intentions are. Yeah, we're trying to build some trust, aren't yeah. we? Because we we want to try some difficult stuff. You can't try a difficult, complicated solution until you build up a bit of trust. No. So kind of that's what we're doing. Although we're at episode twenty one now, so 
I don't know. Does does at what some does point mean? does this start to? <laughs> I mean, like not 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 that the twenty one is a special number. 21. I mean, like yeah, yeah. At what point do we start? You know, we maybe we do need it like a, a an ideas segment in the podcast or something where like what 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 are our what do we yeah. want to try? Like where we start trying to actively think about that because I I want to I'm ready to. We talked a bit this week about um social enterprise is that the term yeah social enterprises so i was looking into like companies that do that and just looking into like what can could, would i probably be better off given my uh motivations setting up stuff i want to do as a charity or something and like um how can i i don't know how can we how can we start how can i start doing something hopefully we can start doing something hopefully more than us i, I kind of want to bring people into something i just don't know what that is yet so i think we should no. be that's what this podcast should start trying to what's our yeah. grand plan yeah we need to start working on the grand plan we need now some we've... elon musk style grand plans grand podcasts grant we can have a grand <laughs> library and then some grand plans. grand plans i like that actually grand yeah. plans because they will yeah. be if we come up with them <laughs> well of course <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast uh, if you like it give us a review on iTunes um, make sure you're subscribed obviously and uh, come to our website grandpodcast.com follow us on Twitter at Podcast Grand uh, where can we find you Ivanka? I'm at Ivanka on Twitter and that's the main one and yeah. um, I'm a loser uh, my website is michaelforestmusic.com and uh, you can find me on twitter at michaelforest and is there anything else people could do for us this week I have found a listener's choice awards that is going on on the British podcast awards yes. so if you go to britishpodcastawards.com forward slash vote search for if you just type Ivanka in the search box we come up straight away and then you vote for us and then we might win an award which would yeah, be amazing and then, and then we'll talk about it and we'll get some listeners it's going to be amazing it's going to take up yeah, it'd be brilliant because that's what we want lots of listeners and uh, tell your friends to listen to us and tell them to vote for us um, whether they listened or not yeah, please and, <laughs> just and tell more... everybody to vote because uh, that would be marvellous and help tell us get friends. our first award I just think that it'd be really nice if you voted for us and we got lots of votes and then more people get to hear about the podcast that's what mm. I'm after and more people contribute more people ask questions and we start to expand and our then, sphere and our, of, and our mm. grand plans become reality yeah and they they become good because yes. people enough people are there to question them and help us make them good exactly good grand, because, because they need to be grand plans which are good not just gen, generic grand plans yes the danger of being opinionated on a podcast I've noticed this in other podcasts that as soon as you, someone sort of says something you don't really agree with it sort of like starts to erode your sort of um enjoyment of it away you're like oh, I like it but I don't really agree with that view but that's why we want feedback because we'd rather you told us and like we had the conversation than you just kind of switched off because we as we keep trying to say is like we want to evolve our beliefs in order to uh, <laughs> like you know get closer to something that we can do you know broadly and I'm, I'm you know I'm quite an insular person most of the time so I will have quite specific ideas 
I mean, I know I also am very defensive about criticism. <laughs> Please give us feedback, but only very kindly. No, um, no. So what I'm what I'm doing is I'm reneging on that thing because I would rather you stayed listening, knowing that I'm going to listen if something genuinely like kind of grated on you, than you just kind of abandoned it and decided you didn't like us slash me. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and do subscribe all your friends and come back next week yes all right bye 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 bye